0: Wow, wow, wow. Gravel Worlds is in the books, and I am headed back right now in the car from Lincoln, Nebraska. What a, what a way to uh, finish up the 2018 season with Patrick. Uh, you know, we joined a new team this year, and I think it was, obviously we would have loved to win a race like Nationals or a Pro Race uh, or Gravel Worlds, spoiler alert we did not win um it was you know we were probably on the podium over 20 times together and a lot of wins and just super what an awesome year and this event we we decided that we were going to jump into it when the dna guys decided to form a gravel squad as allied bike company has come on board and got us these Allied All-Roads and they are awesome, uh, you know, so we decided to go out to, to this race and it's in Lincoln and we did these big training rides to get prepared for it, uh, trying to, you know, 150 miles on gravel, the winner did it in like 7.15 last year, Colin Strickland. and. So we, we did some eight-hour training rides. It's a long, brutal day. I mean, on a road bike, it was you know 170 miles. Um, it's just very different. And so we're trying to think of, I learned so much in this race, and the things, we get there and we're lined up, and, and I knew not to start out too hard too early because again, it's just a long day. I mean, think about doing a road race. that's 80 miles and I'll basically double that. So preparation wise, I was super happy with the fact that I could actually ride that far. I mean, I hadn't, I don't do that many six hour rides anymore because a lot of our road training, we've been upping the intensity and lowering the duration, doing four and a half, five hour rides, uh, a lot more longer sweet spot. And VO2 max intervals and things that are more applicable to the road. Uh, so we get out there and, you know, I, uh, of course, we hit the gravel and I was amazed that in Lincoln, you know, we were probably on paved roads for three miles out of 150, I would say. It is all gravel. Just this... You know, look on the look on my website. I think I put a snapshot on there on sasquats.com. And we hit out. We hit the gravel. And people are trying to find their groove or, like, the groove in the gravel, um, you know, where the tires were from the cars beforehand. And it's pitch black. It's at 6 a.m. So we have headlights on and blinkies. And I watched two guys almost, you know, smash into each other. And a guy had... Uh, Richard had mentioned to me on this group ride in Memphis that, you know, he did a gravel, he's done some gravel racing, and he said, hey, sometimes I've noticed my average watts would actually be lower if I was on the front of the group rather than in the group, because if it's, you know, not a squirrely group so much, but, you know, people are jumping back and forth lane to lane and trying to find the right rut and, you know you're on the gas, off the gas, whereas if you're just on the front, you're kind of dictating the pace, and so we hit the gravel, people are kind of making some moves around or whatever, I'm like, you know, I'm I'm not, I'm going to just attack out here and and see who it draws out, and uh, as I get going, you know, it's like a 20 second, 30 second gap, finally I like can't really see the headlights of the people behind me. And I'm wondering, like, man, you know what? Maybe they're going to be like, this guy's an idiot. He's, uh, you know, it's a long day. We're just going to let him go. And I could ride that far, right? <laughs> that was a horrible mistake. Um, eventually, Tim Mitchell and I think Brendan Sheehan from the Meteor bridge up. But this is, like, an hour and a half later. So... I burned so many matches early. It was just foolish. But I learned I, I learned my lesson, for sure. And so we get motoring out. We hit the first checkpoint at mile 58. And up rolls. Um, Worselman, I'm John, I want to say. He won the 1-2 race at Tulsa and crushed it. Uh, and this guy from Norway, who we met his girlfriend the day before, she ran to where the start was, thinking that's where the expo was, and Patrick uh, ordered her a lift to go back. It was like, she, she had already run like eight or nine miles, and she was seven miles from downtown, and so we were talking to her, and Patrick had seen his name on something about gravel, so we were trying to find out like how fit this dude was, so there's five of us now. And we're rolling on what feels like a good pace, and I'm like, this is awesome. Well, eventually, you know, the guy from the meteor, Sheehan, he he didn't want to work. You know, I was I was annoyed by him because he was for 45 minutes. He said, I'm gonna get dropped. I'm gonna get dropped. And you know, if you don't want to work because you're waiting for your teammate, you want to work for Colin later. That's cool. Just say that. But he didn't get dropped. I eventually got dropped. And uh, my bad. For him. I was like, dude, you're you're you know we're gonna have to race it together again at some point, like, just pull through, like, we're all hurting, like, it's not easy out here, we're at, you know, we're coming up on 100 miles, and, uh, so I'm, like, falling off the back at some point, and so he's like, dude, I don't know if you're trying to, like, ride me off the back or what, but don't be a dick and I won't be, and I'm like, dude, you, you kind of are being a dick, you're just sitting on, but, like, you're, you're being a dick because you're saying that you're tired, but we're all tired, like, just say that, say what you really want to do. You know what? I, I shouldn't have said. I shouldn't have said anything because I don't like when people tell me how to race, so I shouldn't be telling him what to do. But it's just like don't don't lie about your reasons of not pulling. That's just kind of la- just lame to me. But whatever. I tried to find him afterwards to apologize to be like, hey, I shouldn't have said anything to you, and uh, but I didn't find him. But I told Colin, I was like, hey, tell your teammate, my bad. Um, nobody wants you. Don't want to be the yappy bird out there. It accomplishes nothing. You look like a d. So. Don't be that guy. Uh, my bad for being that guy. So I started falling apart. I think it was like mile 110. I mean, these it's just endless rollers. And the biggest thing that I learned about gravel is, so in my hopes of like, oh, well, if I pull up, if I go out, even if I go out for like an hour and a half in a road race, I can recover really well with just doing like, you know, we're doing like short pulls you're doing a pull, then you can just sit on with four other guys, you get a ton of rest each time, man, that is not the case with gravel, you are not I would love to see the signs of what the drafting is like, how much less work you have to do, maybe it's 10% less 20% less, I don't know, but you're not coasting, and when it's up and down like that, it's uh, yeah, I hit 5,000 kilojoules way too soon so eventually got dropped right before the KOM climb, which was super bummer. I really wanted to go for that thing, um, but I know John was pumped to, he knew the guy that it was dedicated to, so I'm, I'm pumped for him that he got that jersey. Uh, it's a really cool jersey, but it has a lot of meaning behind it, so uh, kudos to the Gravel Worlds guys for putting that together, because it, it you know, really meant something to one of the riders, uh, many riders, but especially to John for winning it. Um, that's cool. So so I get dropped. And I'm like... It was, it was a pretty massive implosion. Um, so I stop. I get water. And, and, you know, I actually lost a bottle. I was very surprised. I have these awesome Arundel bottle cages. I haven't lost a bottle all year. And I really thought that I wouldn't lose one. I hit a massive... Divot, probably 15 miles in, and that really—that's not the reason for getting dropped, but that really was one of the things that helped unravel me. I, oh man, I really. Then I was so I basically had to wait until mile. So I drink every hour, a bottle every hour easily, and so I had to wait to get water till mile 58. So I was already behind on my fluids, and now I don't have a third bottle to fill up. Um, I'll definitely have a way to bring extra bottles next time. Um, and I'm actually thinking of leaning with a camelback. It was uh, a lot of guys had those. You know, you can hold a lot of fluid and some bottles and you're not losing that thing. So I might do some rides with that this summer or this fall and, and practice just getting used to riding with that thing on my back. But So I get water and then I see Colin and Matt Stevens, uh, and two other guys pass, and Colin is like, heroic, man, and I'm thinking to myself, more like, moronic, uh, but it, uh, it made me chuckle, and they're like, how many guys up there, and I was like, four, and the four of them looked like they hadn't even been riding yet, and that's the name of the game, right, the hitters don't do anything until four or five hours in, or they do it together, so, just bide your time, 150 miles is a long way, I want to do dirty of now for sure and I'm assuming in that race don't do anything for the first 6 hours uh, just you know we're all, you're burning over 7,000 calories, it's just when do you burn it and how do you burn it so I lit mine real early and I can get away with that sometimes in road but this, this is a different beast and that was really cool to experience it's that the tactics are different. The gravel scene's a little different. Um, You know, it's still super competitive. Uh, People had laughed like, dude, you're such a roadie and like ultra competitive and it's gonna be a different scene there. Like, no man, it's not. People are there to win and race hard. There's 300 guys in the race or 280, I think. Um, Don't get it twisted, this is not a charity ride. And it was really well-organized. Lincoln, Nebraska was super cool. I did not expect much but dirt roads from there, but they've got the university there. There were a ton of restaurants and pubs and breweries. And um, I actually went about eight months sober this year just to see like how it would be with racing and life. And it was a really cool um, experience. I mean, I had I raced more than I ever have this year, probably 30, 40 races. Um, one, I think 13 and podium, I think I was on the podium over 20 times, maybe. So, um, I have to look that up, but I don't know off the top of my head. And, uh, it was, it was just super fun. I never got burned out. I never felt like I was missing out on anything. And, um, you know, so yesterday we went out and we had a few beers at a few different breweries. And, uh, it was fun to not drive home. 10 hours to Memphis and kind of getting your teeth kicked in a little bit by the course and the racers really left me uh, with something to chew on this, this off season. And, you know, shameless plug collaborative coaching. We've just put together a super legit power phase program. It's 13 weeks that will take you from gym to absolute killer. And I've always found benefits of lifting once spring hits and it's how i come out swinging hard and this program uh we have it a lot based on linear progression lifting it is oh man i'm pumped no pun intended i'm pumped to get in the gym so i might try and do some short runs and uh, do something different i've got a lot of off the bike travel plans i've got a lot of things cracking for work that i need to get done and yeah Gravel worlds thank you you have left me hungry you've left me hungrier I think than I've ever been going into the some people call it the off season but it ain't the off season because if you want to make gains as a cyclist this is the time that you do it because you need to break yourself down to build back up stronger and then when you're racing you're racing and recovering so make sure you hit that the right way it's a proven formula year after year of ways to get better be your best athlete and go for big goals you know my race schedule is going to look a lot different next year and i'm pumped for that and i'll talk to you soon thanks for living listening thanks for living too living's awesome uh be your best see ya